0: Vanakam Namaskaram, and it is always a delight, as I mentioned, to talk to the audience because they give some very good uh, observations and comments in the uh, end of the program. Today, we will uh, uh, look at the most uh, uh, hot subject of Sri Lanka, the crisis in Sri Lanka, and any implications for India. So, the Sri Lankan crisis is uh, not something which has come about on one day or something. It is uh, brewing for quite a a number of weeks, if not months actually. Even a couple of years before many people have uh, indicated that uh, Sri Lanka is slowly getting into a uh, debt trap. In other words, it is highly levered, we will just see what it is. In the very light-hearted way, in the very old times, the Maxim used to be there that uh, three else can spoil any entity liquor uh, lady and uh, leverage you know it's not in the form of abuse or anything but these are the three which can uh, an individual or a family or a company or a government or a country all three can be a devastating impact on a situation everybody knows about liquor no need to elaborate on it which has uh, spoiled many uh, uh, families many individual, as well as uh, many executives in corporate entities and other things women of course ladies uh, you know well, most of the wars are conducted by men but <laughs> mostly it is uh, for a woman or due to a woman and uh, you know due to women for instance some major business families all over the world, including in India, I have split because of the differences uh, uh, between the uh, the wives or the brothers, not uh, due to any other major reason. Anyhow, third is leverage. Leverage is what is leverage. Leverage is a financial jargon. Essentially, how much is borrowed money? How much is owned money? This is what is called the leverage. Suppose I own something like uh, one lakh rupees which you can treat it as equity or my own money. And uh, what is my borrowed amount? The borrowed amount is significant. Should I have, do I have adequate amount of continuous earning to meet the obligations? Right. Nowadays, of course, people go for EMI and other things. Suppose uh, my EMI is uh, say uh, 50,000 rupees per month and my income flow is only 40,000. I will not be able to meet the obligation and so I have to uh, dip in from my past savings and for a couple of uh, months it might be possible, after that uh, I have to find some solution. So whether it is individual, whether it is family, whether it is uh, uh, corporate, whether it is country, how much you have borrowed? Have you borrowed beyond your means as it is used to be called? Nowadays. Uh, borrowing is highly tempting and the lender who has got surplus funds he has to earn some interest so he now you find in uh, internet you find in uh, uh, telephone calls and uh, many are chasing you in order to borrow they will say sir it is only five percent it is only eight percent and uh, all type of computations will be told and some people will uh, not take into account time value of money and they would just say sir your interest cost is only twelve uh, percent or something. Average cost. Actually, if you work it out using time value of money, another thing, it could be as high well as eighteen to nineteen percent. Anyhow, so this is the type of what uh, uh, hard sell of uh, and so countries also do it. For instance, China is well known. It provides a huge amount of uh, credit-based projects, big projects in many countries and uh, it is also part of its uh, road and belt initiative and it has provided huge amount of credit to uh, pakistan uh, one of the major borrower pakistan's uh, you know borrowing amount uh, you know something like 20 billion uh, they owe to chinese and similarly sri lanka and uh, maldives and uh, africa many countries china has uh, lent bangladesh nepal all these countries and big projects, and it is not it is not free or anything. It's uh, over a period of time you have to repay. And uh, in case of delayed payment or uh, you know not uh, coming, sometimes the China acquires that project itself. It becomes the owner of it. And uh, in that sense, this Hambantota uh, in Sri Lanka is another example where China have deeply entrenched. And it is also suggested it is some sort of a Chinese territory. Anyhow, be that as it may and uh, quite a number of uh, places and now many of these countries which have borrowed excessively are now finding it uh, very difficult to meet the obligation. One is the COVID impact. For instance, very simple, the COVID has significantly impacted Sri Lanka's uh, tourism and tourism is one of the major chunk of Sri Lanka's income actually and uh, that has been impacted because a large number of people have not been traveling during the last two years. I think most of us are aware about it and so it has impacted. And uh, another thing is, uh, I do not know whatever the reason, Sri Lanka suddenly went in from chemical fertilizer to natural overnight. Should have been done on a, you know, what one can call phased manner or something. All these experiments should not be attempted on a large scale overnight and that has significantly impacted their uh, uh, agriculture output. So basically they are depending on uh, this uh, tourism as a foreign exchange thing. think that's one of the major uh, thing and they import a substantial amount of things which are required even for day-to-day living and in the context of impact on tourism in the absence of which the foreign exchange got dwindled, their ability to meet the interest and principal obligation was also very less. Plus domestic they have to pay the salary of the you know employees, uh, uh, their uh, past dues and other things. All of this put together you know if you look at it their uh, last 2022 their debt to uh, the GDP or what, what is called the national income was more than 100%. They were finding it extremely difficult to uh, meet the obligation and unfortunately according to reports, China has not taken any steps to uh, help them or overcome in terms of, uh, you know, uh, rescheduling the payment or sometimes the global organization like IMF and World Bank even convert their loans to uh, grant, it's an extreme situation. But China doesn't seem to have taken any step, India has provided a significant amount of help in terms of uh, both the food grinds and uh, in terms of uh, fuel as well as uh, uh, meeting a uh, financial obligation. Added to this is the issue, Sri Lanka has got a couple of families which control the politics. Just like in India, uh, Congress onwards if you take, except communist and BJP in India and maybe some uh, small parties like ADMK and other, all other parties are. Family controlled, and I would call them as unlisted family businesses, and they, you know, have enormous amount of clout. In Sri Lanka, same way, this Gotabaya family had so much amount of clout, and the uh, they had a uh, couple of brothers in either as president or as prime minister, planning minister, home minister, and various position. Their children were also parked, and it was felt that. Uh, Some of them were having foreign uh, citizenship, accumulating money abroad and other things. So the family unlisted enterprises begin to have huge amount of accumulated illicit funds. All over the place, even in India, many of the family-owned parties have got huge amount of funds accumulated. And so what happened is, it's very difficult when the opposition comes to power, they say that they will take action and other things and the cases drag on and it is not very easy to prove but the public knows that these people are accumulated huge amount of funds same thing in India for instance uh, you might argue has it been proved in the case of uh, say uh, DMK or has it been proved in the case of uh, uh, ADMK or in the case of uh, uh, SP or JDS and so many other parties. It might not be rigorously proved in a court of law because of, you know, so many technical and other issues. But the perception among public is that these people are chores, They have accumulated funds. Sometimes the family parties have accommodation with other family parties. Even when they are in opposition, it is roughly called a 70-30 rule or 60-40 rule. That means we are rulers, we will take 60% of the bribe but we will share it with you 40%, don't make a huge noise about it. So the property in public life is at a discount. Same thing has happened, Kotapeyas have been uh, uh, one of the major families not uh, recently, for a long period of time, either as Prime Minister or as President. And uh, the which constitute the largest chunk of the population of Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is around uh, 2.2 crore or something. Of that, uh, at least 75-75% 70, 75% is of the Buddhist uh, follower Theravada, they call it. Anyhow, there actually, there is a certain amount of Shauvnism is also involved in that. The family based parties either, you know, they are fanatical towards religion or towards caste or towards language, they have to sustain themselves in somewhere or other. So they become rabble-rousers. and. So the same thing, the Buddhist monks supported the Gotabaya family and they, so this uh, economic crisis, people are waiting for fuel for days, one day, two day, another thing in the petrol pump. They were not able to meet the obligation. I have been to Sri Lanka couple, several times actually. I always used to be shown, you see the beautiful roads, Professor, how lovely. I used to travel from Colombo to uh, Kadir Gama. In order to Maturek, Muruga, that is what is the very famous temple there. I normally visit that too. And the roads are extremely good actually. So my co passengers who are Sri Lankan. they used to you know tell about the thing and also in a sense sort of tell that in India you don't have these type of roads and other things. I used to ask, uh, these are all Chinese funded. I used to ask who is going to pay it they used to say no after 10 years it doesn't matter we will see this is the issue the current uh, benefits you are enjoying without realizing what is the nature of the future issues arising out of this so this uh, uh, you know the waiting for fuel for so long period of time not having adequate amount of uh, uh, foodstuffs prices are going up and there is a extraordinary uncertainty. Unemployment is increasing, inflation is rising. So economy has collapsed. I'm not telling it. The Prime Minister of Sri Lanka, now he is no more a Prime Minister, he is also resigned. Seng, he himself told that Sri Lankan economy has collapsed. And that gave rise to a huge amount of anger. You might have seen in the television screen people invading into the presidential palace, and, and it appears the President himself has run away, gotapaya uh, and uh, to, uh, you know, inside a ship or something. Anyhow, the point is excess amount of uh, borrowing without uh, looking at the future and uh, family-run enterprises indulging in corruption. This is a cocktail, deadly cocktail and it has a lesson for uh, political parties in India. Immediately, some people say India will also... India is not going to face any such India as a country, I'm telling because even if our debt level is 70% of our GDP or something, we are very comfortably post even if our foreign forex is around 500 billion, half a trillion, uh, come down. It doesn't matter, in a sense, our uh, software and related other exports and other things earns us some 110, 120 billion does not come down or anything in the recent part. Second is our remittances. They again constitute something like 100 billion. So it's a cushion is there. And uh, fortunately we have a central government and a woman finance minister who is very frugal. I would rather seriously think that women are better finance ministers than men because they know how to handle the home finances as well as how to handle the uh, country's finances. It's very frugal and uh, very very, there is no uh, sort of uh, splurging of the funds or anything like that one. But certain states are in difficulty. Say uh, recent Reserve Bank uh, uh, thing uh, indicate states like West Bengal, Kerala and Jharkhand. they have uh, something like more than 40% of the uh, GDP in the form of debt. Now, most of the amount mon- money received by the uh, government is spent on their government uh, employee salary, wages, bonus and other things, incentive schemes and other and the interest on the past. A state like Kerala, a couple of years before, roughly 90% of its income used to be spent on these things. There is absolutely no money left. Tamil Nadu, same thing. Because the large number of freebies are given freebie means that uh, free you know this is free that is another thing. to the extent the transport department of Tamil Nadu is not able to meet the requirement of its own employees because now recently they have introduced a scheme of uh, free for women. they can travel in buses without paying any fee and finally the crisis is so much uh, they have decided to privatize the good amount of 25% of the transport uh, buses will be offered to the private sector so that these type of uh, many of the states could come into a huge Punjab state, uh, because the debt to uh, its GDP its state GDP I mean as well as uh, the deficient to GDP both of them are relatively running very high Punjab, Rajasthan, Bihar these are some of the states which are so. But one uh, important point is in India, the states cannot decide to borrow on its own. And there used to be a demand by the communists in Bengal that uh, state should have also its own bank and uh, uh, reserve bank type of thing and note uh, uh, printing facility. And unfortunately, uh, <laughs> it is a central subject. So states can borrow using RBI. Some states like Kerala attempted some of this. Uh, masala bonds and this and that and they have not been very um, the point i want to stress is some individual states can run into problem one for deficient of course second is the family enterprises many of the states are run by or opposition is like your mulayam singh yadav party lalu yadav party sheikh abdullah's party or the party of the kcr in andhra pradesh or uh, Telangana or the other YSR in Andhra Pradesh, uh, uh, Corona and Stalin in uh, Nadu. All these are family-run enterprises which can meet Gotabaya's ministers because they accumulate huge amount of ill-gotten wealth and in order to preserve that wealth, pass it on, they ask their children also to get into politics. Because they cannot, uh, accumulated wealth can't be given over to some outsider who is also a party loyalist or anything, no way. It, it has to be only within the army. And uh, that man also enters into politics because if he is not in politics, the new ruling party can initiate action. If he is in politics, he can always say it's a political vendetta and come into some compromise with the ruling party. So the probity in public life is at a discount and this is also observed by people. Let's be very clear about it. People didn't, uh, you know, the anger of the people accumulated over a period of time made them to go and burn the house, individual premises of the Prime Minister of Sri Lanka. This has happened in many other countries also. The statues of uh, Stalin were brought down, the statues of Romanian fellows, you know, it's not something very new. So the alarm bell should be ringing for the uh, these uh, family-run enterprises that uh, people's anger can be coming out. This is something very very important. What is the way out for Sri Lanka? One way Sri Lanka can genuinely think about but uh, one has to it has got a lot of ramification is uh, to have a long term uh, contract with India in the trade, commerce, finance. Security, another. It can become, India can provide an umbrella to Sri Lanka in terms of, uh, it's not, uh, it can continue to be a country, but uh, many of these uh, uh, economic and other aspects can be under the Indian uh, regulatory framework. That would be very helpful for Sri Lanka. You know, it can be again another state, it's not merging with India. Like Sikkim or Goa or something. It's a protectorate, right, you might call it, in order to overcome this crisis. So, whether they would be interested or whether they would be willing, and uh, it's not merging with India or anything. Sooner or later, uh, Pakistan is going to get into the similar type of a problem. It's a massive issue for them. And uh, Nepal is having a major crisis. Maldives is uh, having a major crisis other countries in Argentina, Turkey and other thing are also having same type of uh, borrowed fund versus home. It's like stretching your leg. You can't stretch your leg beyond a point, your pant will be torn or you will get hurt in the uh, uh, portion of the uh, leg. So this is what is the most important thing. So there are two issues. One issue is uh, excessive amount of borrowing without realizing the consequences. Second issue is wrong economic policies in terms of you know providing freebies to people. Basically people should be encouraged to earn their uh, dinner table food. That's the pride, that should be the nature of the self-respect. I earn my food, not the government earns my food. Nationalizing families is not a desirable thing at all in terms of providing. The third is family enterprises accumulating ill-gotten wealth. So any major, any project, 100 crore project, at least they would say 15 to 20 crores will be uh, stolen by the family. And uh, that is uh, most, uh, uh, not a desirable thing at all. So all the family uh, based uh, parties have to rethink that public is observing us and our houses can also be burnt. It's not something which is uh, uh, impossible or something. It's not something which is uh, only in films. In real life, we saw yesterday what happened in Sri Lanka. So, I should uh, listen to the voice and I should uh, listen to the alarm bells which have been uh, start which have been uh, you know, initiated in Sri Lanka. Thank you very much. Thank uh-huh. you.